Welcome to minute two of the Firefly Funhouse match. This is the big match minute. I'm Emily Schmemily. And I am Lilith. And on this show, what we do is we cover minute-by-minute breakdowns of matches that are important to us in wrestling. And we're here to talk about the second minute of the Firefly Funhouse match. You're having a really fun time saying that. You're like really I don't know that I would call that fun. <laughs> I said There's... that. I said that in the way that like the Firefly Funhouse is fun for yeah. <laughs> the the other for superstars the of the WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, in that and that I think pronouncing that word is just slowly breaking down your psyche. <laughs> it's There's just a lot of sounds that sound too similar to each other. Yeah. The Firefly Funhouse. Okay, show off. Well, no, I've just been obsessively talking about it for it's the past year. Brag. It's true. Anyway, we're still in the we're still in the in the package, the video package mm-hmm. before the match. We're still in that big package. Um, we transition from sad children to sad adults reacting to John Cena's news. Yep. Um, which I think is sort of to to give it some more heft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just kids that are sad to see him go. Some people with full brains are also sad. <laughs> Some people who uh, who have learned how to like drive and think and can rent cars yeah. are also sad. Are about also John sad. Cena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Don't forget the people who are really affected during hard times, and that's adult wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's it. Couldn't be truer. Um, yeah. So John Cena forlornly. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, he forlornly puts down his microphone after letting everybody know he's not going to be at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Uh, he but walks to the back, and there's guess who shows up? First, guess who shows up in the crowd? Because you needed to talk about this. I wanted to pause the minute because there was a child in the crowd who in the quick flash half second that you see him watching the minute, mm-hmm. um, I thought he was dressed like ketchup. I thought he was in a ketchup <laughs> costume. Uh, <laughs> it turned out he and the adults standing behind him were just both wearing the same shade of red. Yeah. Uh, and the outfits kind of blended together in a way that made me think he was dressed as ketchup. The the high contrast color grading does not do it any favors. He really does kind of sink into his dad's torso. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Upon pausing, I could see that he wasn't dressed as ketchup, but it st- did still look like he was a sort of quato. It looked like his head was coming <laughs> out of his father's chest. <laughs> I'm glad you went for for quato and not krang. Um, <laughs> I here's a here's a confession for you. I watched so little of that show as a kid that I'm actually mm-hmm. scared to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I'm not 100% sure that's the show Krang was on. I couldn't say for sure either, and I actually don't know what Quato's from either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Quato. Quato's from Total Recall, which I did watch a lot yeah. as a teen. Okay. Um, but wow. Krang, I mostly know from uh, that Twitter user whose profile picture is or was Krang. My mom would let me watch Total Recall. I mean, she said only two-breasted women in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the the first episode of Star Trek Enterprise was also off limits. Um, 
you don't see it, but they they talk two two men talk excitedly about visiting a planet with three rested women. I mean that. Hey, it makes a lot of sense that my dad watched a lot of Star Trek at his place after the divorce. <laughs> I mean, that's only an Enterprise. That that kind of stuff never would have flown on any of the other Star Trek shows. <laughs> they were horny in different ways. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, this isn't a Star Trek podcast. No, it's not. Thank um, fuck. Who shows up after the ketchup child? John Cena goes to the top of the ramp. He gives his salute. Yeah, he looks very sad. Is let me ask you this. Let me ask yeah. you a question, Lily. Is John Cena currently, or has he ever been in kayfabe, uh, a, a literal, actual soldier? I don't believe so. Okay. I think he's just like so. He just supports just, the troops so much. Yeah, he's just so white meat baby face that like yeah he he just loves the troops. He's always you know he does the 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 tribute to the troop shows. He was wearing dog uh, tags for a while. Yeah, he was. He was, which um, I don't know a whole lot about military anything um, on yeah, purpose. Yeah, stolen valor to, cool. to wear dog tags. Yeah. Um, I don't know either because I'm also cool. Yeah, yeah. I do know. <laughs> My girlfriend laughed that... very loudly when I said I was cool. <laughs> As she should have. Um, I do know the 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 very interesting story of how um, Randy Orton was originally going to play the lead in the Marine um, mm. until the Marines found out because Randy Orton was dishonorably discharged for going AWOL while actually <laughs> being a Marine. Um, wow. So I guess John Cena was the... Because uh... it was right after that that he kind of took on this gimmick, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe he just, you know, it's the weird legacy of that movie. <laughs> yeah, now Miz is the Marine. Yeah, Miz is the Marine now. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, who shows up at the top of the ramp after the salute, Lily? The fucking it, they do like the horror movie camera pan to like slowly show. It's yeah. so good. It's, it's so extremely good. good. <laughs> and the fiend. Is lurking, is standing there in his stupid pants. <laughs> I love those pants. I love I, those pants too. But let's face it, they're stupid. They're, they're very stupid. They're very, they're extremely very like uh, more annoying Beetlejuice wears yeah. those pants. Yeah. Um. Which I guess you know we're not just going to have wrestling fans listening to this podcast. So I guess maybe should we give a little bit of background on who the fuck The Fiend is. The Fiend is a sort of, and I'll take this as someone who knows significantly less about The Fiend than the other. Great. I'm glad. <laughs> Here, how about this? I'll explain who The Fiend is and then you tell the people how wrong I got it. Yes. That okay. is a fun game. Uh, so my belief is that The Fiend is a uh, alter ego of um, Bray Wyatt, who is sort of uh, some kind of demon who occasionally takes control of Bray Wyatt's body. Bray Wyatt's like chill with it though. It's not like a, it's not like he's necessarily not into it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is maybe the result of uh, maybe he used to be friends with a deity called mother Abigail, who was also related to him. Uh, but now because she has failed him, he is uh, he's, he, he has pledged his allegiance to the fiend. God, you're close. You're close. <laughs> there's actually so there's there's so there's a few things. So so obviously you know, Bray Wyatt used to have this cult leader gimmick where, you know, and Sister Abigail was the spirit 
that kind of possessed him and gave him his power. He had, you know, the Wyatt family behind him. Um, first, uh, Randy Mother Orton. Mother Abigail is a different thing. That's from The Stand different. by Stephen yeah, King. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so first of all, Randy Orton burned down Bray Wyatt's uh, home, I believe, or maybe mm. Sister Abigail's shack. Randy Orton, like, you know, he he kind of sidled up to, to uh, Bray Wyatt um and uh and then did what Randy Orton does sure. and betrayed him um and made that that pose that he does that um and I think we should discuss where this he's holding a snake <laughs> where he's holding a big snake <laughs> I but still like think that that's it. what it is <laughs> yeah. he's miming that he's holding a big snake Randy Orton uh, does a silly pose he gets up on the middle turnbuckle and he does a silly pose for the crowd after he does something that he thinks is cool um and it does look like he's sort of miming holding a large snake. Yeah. Because he's the yeah. viper. Yeah. And so Randy Orton did that. Um, and then uh, Bray Wyatt uh, was once again kind of lost in the woods for a little while. Sure. Now, he, do you uh, say lost in the woods? Do you mean that as a sort of metaphorical phrase or do you mean literally? I mean, he was, you know, he, 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 he kind of, um, the Wyatt family um who was even left because braun Strowman had left by that time but uh luke harper uh kind of told bray that that randy was a fucking snake um and so harper and rowan both uh left the wyatt family and, and bray wyatt was on his own for the first time in many many years he feuded with matt hardy who um then and we're not going to go into the fucking Matt, Matt Hardy. Uh, I could spend an hour and a half of a podcast talking about <laughs> the Matt Hardy mythology. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, but Brother Matt Nero Hardy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't Kerrigan mean to distract you. Let's keep going. Uh, Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I, that I said that. The entity of Woken Matt Hardy threw yes. uh, Bray Wyatt into the lake of reincarnation. Sure. God, I can't believe how cool wrestling got after I stopped watching. <laughs> really? I, I mean, it also got pretty shitty, but uh, it, it did. There was a lot of cool stuff. Um, I just love bullshit like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Emily, I'm going to say this. Uh, yeah. a definite a definite candidate for a future uh, 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 match is the final uh, deletion. The or... final deletion. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because then I can get into Matt well, Hardy. Yeah, save it for that. Mythos. Save it for, anyway, for a future okay. season of this podcast. Okay. Okay. So Bray Wyatt gets thrown into the lake of reincarnation. Then he tag teams with Matt Hardy for a little while, and then Matt Hardy leaves. And then Bray Wyatt just fucking disappears. And he comes back with this weird, like, children's show gimmick where he's And what's you know, that he, called? The Firefly Funhouse. There it is. Um, nailed it every and, time perfect read good job Willis uh huh and he's got it's great because he has like all of these these puppets around him mm-hmm. that represent different parts of his past he's got Huskus the pig which is of course a representation of his time as Husky Harris when he was in NXT before sure. he became Bray Wyatt yeah um, Mercy the Buzzard because uh, he was always, you know, he, he was always talking about follow the buzzards when he was yeah, Bray yeah. Wyatt. I um, Abby the when Witch. He, I mean, he's still Bray Wyatt. Well, he's still Bray Wyatt, but like when he when was, he was cult leader. Bray, when he was yeah. cult leader Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wyatt family Bray Wyatt. Um, and there's Ramblin' Rabbit and 
Um, I think I'm probably missing a few people. But anyway, after a few Firefly Funhouse segments, um, which by the way, there's a the like WWE put out like a supercut of the first like 12 Firefly Funhouse uh segments all on YouTube. Yeah. It's a fu- it's worth a watch. He introduces, you know, there's there's I think a, a big part of this was like obviously Bray Wyatt has been, you know, he's had a lot of things taken from him. He's been hurt in a lot of ways over yeah. the last few years. And he introduces um, you know, he's talking about this Firefly Funhouse is a place where nobody can hurt him. Um, and then he introduces a protector. Um, and the protector is the fiend. And the fiend is Bray Wyatt in a terrifying fucking Tom Savini rubber mask. It's good as hell. Just, the mask is extremely good. The mask is so good. <laughs> and the fiend will just fucking kill you. And it's great. <laughs> And um, and one of the things that's been really great about the fiend ever since he showed up is like every time you feud with the fiend, your character is like irrevocably changed by the fiend. Yeah, he goofs you up real good. You know, you know, Seth Rollins tried to tried to lock horns with the fiend. The fiend kicked his ass, and then Seth Rollins was evil again because he realized that he couldn't be a good guy anymore because being a good guy wasn't good enough to beat the fiend. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan, uh, the fiend literally like shaved all of Daniel Bryan's hair off, and he became the American Dragon again. <laughs> <laughs> he just reverts you to an earlier state. <laughs> Fighting the fiend is like a is like a hard is like a factory reset for a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, and so now, now we are at John Cena, and and God, we went on a fucking. I needed to go on a Bray Wyatt history tear for a second there. Yeah, I could uh, tell this was really important to you. It was really. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> um, so the fiend shows up, and then he, and his and stupid he point- pants and his shiny shirt. His stupid pants, shiny shirt, his excellent jacket. Yes, it's a good look. He, it's a, it's a, it's an excellent look. And he points at the WrestleMania sign, which um, is kind of a, a corny move that uh, just it happens in wrestling, though. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just like it's the thing now that they have like a massive WrestleMania sign in the stadium constantly so people can point at it. Um, I just, you know, so he points at it and then John Cena looks at the fiend and gives, I think just the most, he looks, he looks at like, there's a look. I actually, I've got his face up on screen right now Mm. and he looks, he looks like, like in some kind of mission impossible or whatever, like black ops government, uh, unit and they've just been handed a mission that is just unspeakable. Yeah, <laughs> that is just, just uh, you know, I don't want to do this, uh, but God damn it, it is my duty. Yeah, I I was gonna say it looks like someone uh, looking at a like a kitty litter box that hasn't been changed in a couple weeks <laughs> and realizing what what must be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've gotten back from vacation. Um, and my friend did feed my cats, but, uh, fuck if I want to get, uh, you know, I'm dirty. I just got off the airplane. I just got Uh, off the airport. I was standing on top of it like King Kong. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, yep. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. But if I want to sleep tonight, I have to empty that litter box. Yeah. Uh, um, and then he does what I think we all do when we see that dirty litter box. <laughs> and he tips his hat. <laughs> he tips his hat. <laughs> In just the best way. Yeah. <gasps> oh. It's it's hard to like give it a, uh, without using words uh-huh. to just give like you know uh, confirmation to <laughs> to yeah. do some sort of affirmative sign um, without words that's not like you know a thumbs up because he couldn't do a thumbs up here you know what I mean it that is, would not have been appropriate it is hard but he does find two ways to do it because not only does he do his little hat tip. Yeah. But he also does the you can't see me. But if he had just done you can't see me, that could have been interpreted as a no, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That is, absolutely. The, the hat tip before it is is crucial. Mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely agree with that. It's like uh, Cassandra's band in Wayne's World, a crucial taunt. <laughs> you okay, Lily? <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> what have I, what what i i now feel like if, if you know there's not a camera pointed at me right now but uh i feel like i have just made the john cena face where i, I just realized <laughs> my dark task is, is to, to uh, host a podcast with me <laughs> is is to yeah we are on minute two of <laughs> 21 so uh, uh yeah it's only gonna get better from here uh-huh, uh-huh. So um, from there, John Cena makes his, uh, his you can't see me face. Um, and we go into um, a segment from the, uh, the March 13 uh, SmackDown, which is after they had started doing Empty Arena mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and that's important, I think. If you go back and watch this segment, which I would... 100% recommend because it had the energy to it is just fucking weird. Yeah. Um and that that like I think there there were a handful of feuds at WrestleMania this year that I think were elevated by the empty arenas. Um, yeah. There were a lot more of them that were deflated by the empty, empty arenas. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um but like I mean I think it's just this one and Edge and Randy Orton that uh the the build was edging randy orton his new gimmick (laughs) (laughs) he hears voices in his head they tell him he's not allowed to come come yet (laughs) not quite yet (laughs) (laughs) disgusting um okay so (laughs) Yeah, John Cena is talking about, you know, he's talking about, once again, young talent. And we get a good, oh, yeah. like, in this video package, we get, like, a flash of, you know. A montage of all the young talents. Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, uh, Johnny Gargano, The Street Profits, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch. Yeah. The rising stars of the last, you know, five or six years of the WWE. Exactly. And this is, you know, John Cena's talking about this is who should be at WrestleMania. Not Bray Wyatt, though. Not, not Bray Wyatt. Uh, uh, the 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 last line there is very important because he says, in his opinion, Bray Wyatt is not that future. Yeah. Um, 
which I thought was a, the, 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 again, that whole, there's a whole thing where he talks about how Bray Wyatt is one of the most uh, uh, overrated and overprivileged superstars of the WWE. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so good. And then Bray Wyatt enters, laughing like a maniac, mm-hmm. wearing, not dressed, he's not, he's not in not, his- Not the fiend, no. He's not the fiend. Yeah. Um, he's wearing his fucking sweater and jeans. Mm-hmm. It's a very friendly looking sweater, which sort of acts in contrast to uh, yeah. his whole deal. Well, I, I, I mean, yes, but also like that is his his gimmick now is that he's yeah. he's a friendly, you know, he's a, he's a children's television show. <laughs> exactly. Post. Yeah. Of a certain um, kind. Of a kind. Of a kind. The kind that has neck tattoos and dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate dreadlocks. Should we address that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as much as I want to uh, 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 praise Bray Wyatt, the dreadlocks are—they're uh, not good. They, they gotta, gotta go. go. That's... Um, but I would like to praise the way he moves in this uh, moment it's... because it's just so creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just like always kind of hunched over a little bit. He's always like he's not making eye contact. He's just looking at the canvas essentially most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one hand in a jeans pocket, which is threatening because it's like, you know, you put your hand in your pocket because you're trying to be comfortable or you're trying yeah. to get something out of your pocket. And neither of those things is happening in a tight jeans pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of, uh, it just sort of adds this air of unnaturalness to him that I, I, yeah. I really appreciate. And he's got this look on his, it's it's a very aw shucks yeah. look yeah. on his face, um, which, which definitely carries over into the things he says the way that he's talking to john cena and then you know he says oh john you don't believe you don't really think we think you care about the future do we Uh uh-huh or whatever you know i messed up the syntax no i I think i think he's i think he pretty much nailed it yeah um and then interestingly you know he says uh john cena only cares about himself and then the video package cuts through john cena with a bunch of make-a-wish kids yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i like as i like bray wyatt's sort of galaxy brain move to uh, in order to show that john cena is a selfish prick to show him uh making wishes yeah 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 <laughs> fuck those cancer kids says bray wyatt <laughs> but also like i i i i get the point which i i get it it's kind of a brilliant move because on the one hand it it's good heel work because he is saying mm-hmm. fuck those cancer kids. But on the other hand, you you know, he has a point which is like John Cena is protecting John Cena's image with this. He's um, you know, he, he they're not showing him going into hospital rooms and shit like that. They're yeah, showing yeah. him posing for photographs and accepting awards. Exactly. And then uh Bray Wyatt says, Well, you know, six years ago at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, you took something from me. And yeah. which the screen helpfully says WrestleMania thirty six years, six years ago. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we see in the the closing seconds of the minute. Yeah, uh, John Cena. John get, Cena's ass. We do see John Cena's ass and uh, and Bray Wyatt's attitude get yeah. pretty adjusted. thoroughly adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the minute, Emily. It's true. What do you think of this minute? Uh, it's a good minute. It's a solid minute. I, you know, I yeah. love seeing Bray show up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's weird that uh, the AA is just the same move as the F5, but they don't have the s- similar names anymore? 
Yeah, uh, uh, here can can I just say this for uh, non wrestling fans? The a, the attitude adjustment, the AA John Cena's move used to be called the FU, which yeah. was uh, sort of a play on the F five Brock Lesnar's signature move. They do have there's a slightly different movement to them. I mean, sure, yeah, but the, <laughs> but it's like they, they both start from the fireman's carry, like yes, yeah, um, but well, uh, one is clearly a direct, res, you know, one one is clearly a direct, uh, you know. It's a sequel to the other. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I, you know, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, so maybe I don't exactly. Uh, uh, I just think they should have made. Um, they should have made a uh, Brock Lesnar change it to the A five. <laughs> well, really then it into would that be... size of a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna go for that punchline. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, if, if you know Brock Lesnar? He's a very physical wrestler, but then uh, he just he just had a he just had a like late in career gimmick change where he's just really into giving people paper cuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, it'd be excellent. This is the there, kind of sick shit I like to watch. There'd be like a promo of him watching that one scene in Jackass the movie where they do paper cuts <laughs> on their inner fingers, and he'd be like, "Wait, that's really cool." <laughs> That does. That honestly sounds like a uh, a Brock Lesnar segment <laughs> for the last few years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Anything you have anything else, else you to want? say about this minute? I was fucking asking you that exact same question, you bitch. Better um, fucking put a lock and key on your lunch because I keep eating it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. <clears throat> can I tell? Can I tell you something about this uh, this minute, Emily? And I don't want this to come off as a, a criticism. Oh, well, actually, you know what? I do want it to come off as a criticism of uh, of certain editorial decisions that have uh, been made uh-huh. in this podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. real excited to get to match. Yeah, that's that, listen, that's part of this, Lily. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to the party, pal. That's how this goes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're really impatient to get to the later minutes. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, no. Cool. Uh, Emily, would you like to make some plugs? Sure. I host some other podcasts. Uh, one's called Dunstan Checks Men. It's where I do this, but with the movie Dunstan Checks In, um, which sucks. It's a shitty movie. Better than it's it a good sounds. Podcast. It, the podcast yeah. is better than that. Shitty movie, good podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also do a podcast called Go Go Godzilla, which is about uh, the Godzilla franchise. Uh, you can find links to all that bullshit at uh twitter.com slash very cool emily where you can all that's also where you can follow me on twitter conveniently great um you can find me on twitter twitter.com slash death carpets mm-hmm. um you can listen to my podcast ghost puncher core it's a heavy metal role-playing podcast that is good that's correct i agree with all those statements yeah um yeah all right Cool. Um, did we ever figure out any kind of uh, outro, any kind of sign-off phrase? Nope.